everyone, this is Ryan with Product Hunt Radio. I'm here with Amanda and Alexis. What's up, guys? Hi, Hello. how are Howdy. you? Doing excellent. I just flew into New York here. It's been about five or six years since I've been here. And then ran over, uh, thanks to Uber, got over here to Alexis's apartment, which is really nice. I like it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Is we, it? we even had a cat joining us. Yes, Karma. Because of course I have a cat. Yes. <laughs> karma. Yes. Yeah, she's around. Hopefully she won't make too much noise. Probably going to start talking like she was earlier. She's gifted. <laughs> she's gifted. She's also lazy, though, which we've got going for us. So she'll be, she'll be asleep in no time. Yeah. So obviously, I, I'm pretty sure everyone knows or is familiar with, with you guys. But do you want to do a quick intro on what you're working on and, and what's up? Sure. Um, so my name is Amanda Payton. I started a company called Grand Street um, that was recently acquired by Etsy. And so now I currently work at Etsy. Nice. Are you so you're still working on Grand Street though inside of Etsy? Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And so we work on that, and then um, we have a, a few other things that we're working on. As top well, secret. That are top secret. Nope. Nope. Wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. Are we gonna see it on Product Hunt one day? One day. Of All course. Right. <laughs> All right. By the way, so in in this this morning's email, I did uh, some like artsy kind of product hunts. One of them was something I actually found on Grand Street several months ago. What was it called? It was the question block lamp? Yes. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, God. That thing is hugely popular. No. So it's, it, you know, the Mario, when you jump up and yeah, you hit a course. block, it's a question mark block. And when you hit it, it lights up just like a, a, a lamp. Yeah. It's super nerdy, super cool. Yeah, it's really amazing. That, that <laughs> is it. Oh, it's on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, so I think it was on, it was one of the Grand Street emails that I saw, oh, and I, I mean, was like, I gotta post this on Product Hunt. So, we had those in stock, they would sell out immediately, like, we could yeah. not keep them around, because they were so Do they make the popular. noise? Yes, they make oh, the they noise. Oh, they do? Yes. Yes. That's, oh, yes. That's game change. It's amazing. Wow. We that's need Lamp Hunt. We need to make our own... It's a lot of time, dude. I'll tell you. Because <laughs> there was man. a there's an epic cloud too. That's three three thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a cloud that's a lamp that also is a speaker. It's pretty amazing. Lamp hunt. You're lamp here hunt. first. This is. I'm telling you when <laughs> when Steve and I realized that the only way we were going to win was if we were going to be a platform for online communities. Mm-hmm. That changed everything. And so I think it's only a matter of time, Ryan, before you concede to the people yeah. who clearly want their own. Lamp hunt. Yes. And so many other hunts. Oh, yeah. So many. You got to do your intro. Oh, yeah. I'm Alexis. The people of the internet are are wondering. Hi, internet. Uh, My name is Alexis Ohanian. Uh, Cat owner. Proud cat dad. Proud cat dad. Uh, And uh, also co-founder of Reddit. Uh, Helped my co-founder Steve launch Hitmonk, which you should use for all your travel searching. And now I work at Y Combinator. And uh, I'm also drinking a delightful whiskey. We all are. Mm. Yes. And we have Flaviar. So thanks for that. I'm an advisor. Let me just be clear. So I'm very biased. Um, but I do really like what this company's doing. It taught me a lot about Indian single malts because it sent me this little sampler of lovely whiskeys that we're supposed to enjoy with friends. I indulged in the Indian single malt without any friends because I was a little thirsty and I wanted to try. Um, but it was actually really cool. It's, it's a nice little tasting thing. How did you describe it? It was a... Um, uh, it's... it's uh... Birchbox Birch liquor. Box. Yes. Liquor. That's, yeah. There's your tagline. Birchbox liquor. There yeah. You go. There's the VC tagline. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's essentially what happened was we came over and there were these like beautiful vials. They're mm. all sitting here on the table and Ryan and I show up and four of them are full and one is empty. Mm. Yeah. And I was looking pretty guilty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that one. And I, here's the thing. I was so proud though of the discovery 
that I went immediately to our India, which is the obviously India subreddit, a pretty large community mm-hmm. of people presumably from India or at least interested in it. And I was like, hey guys, I don't know why you're keeping this a secret, yeah. but like this Indian single malt I just had was amazing. So which one did you just pour? So I just poured the Mika Yoichi, uh, which is a Japanese whiskey, which mm. I'm probably mispronouncing. Um, apparently they've received a lot of attention in Europe after Yoichi won a whiskey magazine's best of the best in 2001. Mm. Best of the best. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. What, what's the actual theme of this? Because my understanding is this mm. Flaviar, is mm. how you say it? Is Flaviar. Flaviar. Yeah. Roll it's, that tongue if you can. I yeah, can. I can't. I can't. I'm, just, I'm so American. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my understanding is that they do themes. So I saw Ooh. one of them is a pirate booty mm. theme, and there were some others. But what's the actual, like... This, this one is all about these? whiskey. Just all different uh, so kinds of whiskey. touring the world for whiskey. Because there's like a Scotch whiskey, which is mm. obviously a, a Scottish thing. Uh, but apparently you've got Indian whiskey, Swiss whiskey, which mm-hmm. I have a feeling is going to be very Swiss neutral. Whiskey. Yep. Uh, Swiss whiskey. Swiss whiskey, as it's called. Whiskey, of course. In, in Dutch fights. And then you've got, uh, that's the Scotch, and then Irish. Mm-hmm. So we're going around the world with whiskey. During nice. This is the first time yeah. you've ever had uh, drinking while podcasting. I've, I've never drank before. This is my first alcohol ever, wow. actually. That's yeah. great. No, Good actually, we, we, did, <laughs> we did one podcast with... Uh, Wait, are you even 21? Yeah, I know. So why Wait, everyone keeps asking me? No, seriously, are you? <laughs> everyone keeps asking me how old I am. Like every reporter that talks to me, they yeah. email me and they're like, "How old are you?" That's my last question, and I'm like, 27. But I don't know why they ask me that all the time. Good. It's because of your boyish good looks. It's it's you, the you have a youthful face. You if, really do have a youthful face. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of I feel like it's a requisite question for a startup founder, which is yeah, like because you know, yeah. it's it, obviously it's not just twenty something. It's not just like twenty year olds starting companies, but there's the fetishization of like young founders, and, yep. and you look young, so yep. you, know, you may not have a beard or anything. But I got, yeah, keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. I want one. And speaking of beards, did you see what was it called? It was beard. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, the beard bastard. The tagline is light crack, but for your beard. Oh really? Yes. I, I don't. We oh, were it's just beard oil. talking about just beard talking oil. About beard. We were just talking stuff? about beard oil. No. Okay, but this was two, two or three days ago. It was on Product Hunt, and oh. the tagline, of course, drew my interest. Uh, That's you know, the branding. Hunt. Yeah, I mean, like, but it doesn't promise beard. to grow a beard. Yeah, or get you high. Well, what is? Think. I mean, what's the point of beard oil? Forgive me for not knowing, but I mean, is <laughs> it is it about moisture? Is it about growth? What is it's, it? It's precisely about moisture. Okay. Uh, and I'm new to the, the beard game. Um, like I was saying earlier, <laughs> I was clean shaven up until a couple days ago when I chopped down a couple trees, put on some flannel. It just, you know, boom. There's a beard. Do you have a permit for that? Is that and allowed here in New York? Fortunately, yeah. fortunately, after the Bloomberg administration left. We got that changed, so you can now be mm-hmm. a lumberjack without a permit. Yeah. You can also drink a 48 ounce of soda while doing it without any problems, too. Freedom. But, uh, you know, it's it's moisture. It's mm-hmm. the fact that now that it's it's got some, some growth, some density, gotta keep it gotta keep it fresh gotta keep it crisp don't want beard dandruff also known as beard beard druff i don't know what it is but it's a real thing (laughs) i did not know this. it's a real thing and and you know i have a girlfriend who's very generously like put up with this because this was my bus tour beard right right five months on a bus for the book tour and talking about entrepreneurship and stuff i just looked at it as an excuse to not shave and whenever i saw her it would get it was progressively longer anyway beard oil was a good compromise because it was a way for her to just be like all right fine if you're gonna have the beard like at least take care of it mm-hmm. um, but my beard oil does not have as cool of a brand as bearded bastard yeah yeah it's it's got mm-hmm. woodsman scent simply vanilla opium den 
Opium so den? There are scented. Are you kidding? There's an opium den. I don't know what that means exactly, but an opium den. Like, I mean, what would that would that smell? It would smell like misery. Like, I mean, yes. Because it's not you're there. You're not there for the den. You're there for the opium, as far as I can tell. And you're not like that. I. It's only five bucks. No, that's the same. Wow. Oh, that's true. Oh, all right. I was gonna say, because my I was telling you guys the reason I had to. To check my bag was because I didn't want to have to give up my beard oil on the trip back. Yeah, so I think that that rule... It's silly. ...is relaxed. Mm. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. I think that they have... I think they've really cut back on it. Like, I'm totally convinced. I was telling him I've brought a six-ounce sunscreen through security now seven times. I think it's because they look it's at you and they're like, she's not going to blow anything up. Well, like, water, uh-huh. still they're going to take it. Or, like, really? huge bottles. But if you mm. have something in the, like, four to six-ounce range that's clearly, like... Thick. Yeah, I think it's. I think you can do it. What if I brought mm-hmm. a let's call it four to six? What if it were a five ounce container of yogurt? I think that that would go through no problem. Even with this beard. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I I think I'd get an extra pat down or something. Maybe. But Maybe. they'd still be okay. The whole Dude, thing once is you such get the global favorite. entry card, I know you will be bringing five hey, ounce you, yogurts through. You need to tell the, the people about. About the global entry card, because yeah, you sold me. Yeah. Okay, so I recently signed up for the global entry card. So if you, you have to Google. I think if you Google global entry application, it'll bring you to a horrific-looking government website. Um, and the way that it works, it's a customs program. But what a lot of people don't know is that it's also tied into TSA PreCheck. And so mm. you fill out this like incredibly long series of forms. It'll take you about 20 minutes. Then you have to go to an airport for an interview. So you go to, you show up, whoever shows up at the airport with no flight. It's, it's weird. very bizarre. Yeah. So I went and I had like a 15 minute interview. And then now whenever there is customs, immigration, or if there's TSA pre-check, you get all of that bundled into one. Mm-hmm. So you get what's called a known traveler number. Have you ever like filled out a, a ticket? Yes. And they're like, known traveler number. And you're like, WTF. what do I put here? Yeah. WTF. So that is what it is. And so now mm-hmm. I have like a known traveler number. Mm-hmm. So you just get waved on through 100 bucks, best 100 bucks I've spent. I also spent 35 mm. on a cab to JFK because I didn't want to take the subway. <laughs> so I guess technically I'm $135 in the Wait, hall. how'd you get back? Subway. Okay. All yeah. right, so yeah, mm. about 36 and a half. Yeah. It's worth, that's okay. worth it. Yeah. That This is product yeah, huntable, convinced. maybe. You think so? I don't know. I don't know. The maybe not. So terrible. The website just makes me Oh, like, this isn't even the, the bad one. I mean, oh. you got to go to... Is it worse? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we go to this one. And then the online application. I mean, this oh, is. Where do I look? You. Gotta, it's so. <laughs> this is what it is. Does it? How much does it hurt you as a developer to look at that? Oh my god. Like, because I mean, I never got mm-hmm. that deep in. I mean, a little bit HTML, CSS, or I can I can mess around. But like, as someone who builds websites, who has to think from from a sketch to the actual launch product, like that. This is good. Like, it's so sad. It's so sad. You want to save it. That's the thing. It's like it's like the stray dog where you just look at it and you're like, I I know how to fix this. Sarah McLaughlin music is playing oh, in the background. Angel, gosh. Yeah. Are there you know? dribble redesigns of government websites? Because if they're not, there should be a section just Oh, for there that. definitely is. There yeah. definitely is. And they should actually take their advice because I, was... I mean, it's just, it's like this is the reason why no one has this, right? Because this yeah. is like the saddest looking site ever. Man, so what's yeah. it gonna take? What would it take for you to, like, I mean, because obviously you've got, I mean, you're launching stuff, doing all kinds of stuff with Etsy, but, like, 
what does it take to get our like talented makers to like I mean it's not quite okay it's obviously not the same as like uh, a two year Peace Corps commitment it's not the same <laughs> as like the, the National Guard but like is there like a nerdy equivalent where you take like one well, or two weeks out of the year to like it's make funny, websites suck less it's funny yeah. that you bring that up so I went to Foo Camp like about a month ago and they had the whole team from the healthcare.gov triage team so they were the ones who like parachuted in from silicon valley to save the website and so they gave this like incredibly inspiring session where they talked about like this is what went wrong and this is how we saved it and here's all the things that we Mm. did Mm. and it just like so all of it is detailed in this uh i think it was either time or newsweek magazine cover story from Mm. like a couple months ago but what you realized from that and like the whole summary of that is like it was not a technical challenge it was an organizational challenge Um. right like they had they were pushing out features every single day like it wasn't about that it was about getting all the pieces together and putting them putting them together in a way that made sure that the site was up you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this woman after like they finished giving this presentation of like and then we did this and then we did this and then now eight million people have healthcare through this website and this woman at the end was like you know i think that i speak for most people in this room when i say like we really appreciate what you guys did and like congratulations and then like everybody stood up and they had like it was like a 10 minute standing ovation like it was crazy um and i think that there's there's more people like that that you see the opportunity and it's like it's very inspiring right i mean think about you know eight million people used this site right like mm-hmm. that's huge and to have that big of a change and that big of an impact because mm-hmm. you have a lot of room to grow when you're looking at sites like this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and these yeah. are people who are now getting access to healthcare, mm-hmm. not just like a selfie from their ex yeah i mean which they, is still a noble app I'm so, you know, sorry <laughs> snapchat but yeah no for sure and so um so that i think for me i was like wow this is hmm. this is something this is something i'm right at the front of my mind for yeah. sure we were just talking actually before this about Fixed, which I know Alexis is a big fan of, and I was actually forwarding this on to someone on Twitter who was complaining about a, a New York parking ticket, and she was actually in jury duty, and for whatever reason she got a parking ticket, and it's like at the same time, of course, she's like serving, you know, the state and, and being on, on, the, on the jury, and, you know, unfortunately Fixed is not available in New York, but for those that don't know, Fixed helps you fight parking tickets, so you, I think you just take a scan or take a picture of your parking ticket, they look at it and they help you process that and give you a discount or, or at least fight it. And it's a pretty cool concept in that, like how many products are out there that help you deal with these these like painful, annoying issues? Like Fix comes to mind, Air Help is another one which, mm-hmm. you know, fights, uh, if you get canceled on a flight, they actually will give you money back. There's actually some laws around that, but airlines make it incredibly difficult to actually get your money back, even though they're obligated to legally. Um, hmm. But the, the problem is, it's just like how often do you use those apps? Like how often do you get a parking tickets? How often do you get a canceled flight? It's, it's one of those very infrequent products, you know, or uses. How do you, how do you like succeed in a business when you, when you are used so infrequently? Well, I mean, this was, this was a very, this was the big difference between launching Reddit and launching Hitmonk. Like the former was useful pretty much to someone as soon as they saw it, assuming they found content they liked. The latter is only useful if you really need to book a flight or hotel, which for most people is actually really rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, the advice I've given them and, and what I think companies like like they will do to ultimately solve this is is if they are just so amazing. Like, I mean, you want to tell that story, right? Yeah. Like, I, 
you felt obligated to tell some stranger, was it, on Twitter? Semi-stranger. Semi internet, internet friendly. Okay. Yeah. An yeah. internet friend. Internet queens. <laughs> yeah. About this thing, because it worked, it's like, it's like magic. It feels righteous yeah. when you get to just take a couple photos and yeah. have someone get you money back for a ridiculous parking ticket. And, and we focused on that kind of an experience with Hitmonk, and I think these services, especially for really specific use cases, if they can obsess over making a product that just feels indispensable, and it gives you that, I mean, right, it feels great to know, like, haha, like, I yeah. just took a photo, and there's a very good chance I'm going to get my money back for this parking ticket. Like, that's, that's a special experience. It's, it's a lot harder to create those kinds of experiences when your app is just, you know, another just sort of another photo sharing app or just another yeah. kind of consumer app um, different challenges yeah mm -hmm. I mean I think there is something to be said for the amount of pain right and it's like parking tickets are so high on the pain scale that mm -hmm. you have the, there is the opportunity to actually you know make a huge difference right yeah. whereas like there's certain things you know certain other types of apps where maybe the pain point's not so high and so what you're solving doesn't have as much of an impact mm -hmm. that is that is yep. a perfect segue into uh an app that we saw on product hunt today oh yes kind, kind. yeah how do you say that's it? right kind i i'm not sure Oops. i i think that's how it's pronounced I mean, they look like they're going after the whole, like, be kind thing and, like, you can't get the end, so. Yeah. yeah. Kimmed. It just kimmed is what I would, like, if I just saw it, I'd be like, oh, kimmed, but I. Kimmed. I think it's be. Yeah, so Kim, do you want to explain it? Uh, I mean, let you take a photo <laughs> without the screen lighting up and with the flash automatically So, off. this is, I actually downloaded it right before this episode, and here it is, and it's very hard to see because, as you can tell, it's very dim. Yeah. So, it's the entire purpose of the app is it's it's a photo taking application that's designed for concerts. So you've all been to a concert where you have this annoying jerk right in front of you taking a photo and his screen is bumped up to the max and it's like blinding you. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of annoying, you know, when you have someone doing that. This app is specifically for those for those people. People that want to take photos at a concert without annoying everyone with their flashing bright camera. So I have a more general question. Yeah. So I, someone was telling me that a group of people who I will refer to as like the youngs, right? Mm. So like people who are aged, say, 13 to 18. Wow, okay. Uh, you know, so have a smartphone, but like are still in high school, middle school and high school. Apparently, it's really, really trendy to keep your phone dim, as dim as possible, always. So... Have uh -huh. you heard this? Is it I, to, to, so for privacy? Your... Yeah, it's like parents and privacy, uh, and it's like all of them have their phones on like maximum dim. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I so don't... now that I think about this, so hmm. basically what happens is you open up this app, and it's essentially a dim camera. Yeah. And I wonder if it's part of that sort of overall trend of like, okay, well we want dim on everything because dim like, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I don't know. All right, I do not. I don't hang out. I don't know any of you. No, my my youngest sister is twenty one. Yeah. How old are you, Haley? I think you're twenty one. I'm the worst brother ever. <laughs> um, so I definitely this is. But I'm I'm definitely you. You called them the youngs. Yeah. Like I definitely realized a few years ago that I was no longer like a part of that core demographic of like earliest of early adopters and mm -hmm. like I this this mm -hmm. this stuff is news to me and I'm like oh man 
one more sign that I'm old. And <laughs> but that's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess all right, it won't stop the NSA from reading your emails, but at least it'll stop the person sitting next to you. Well, because think about it, right? If you're in high school, that means like you sit, like we're sitting really close to each other right now because we yeah. all are next mm-hmm. to the mic, but it's like people sit like this all the time. Like there's no space yeah. in high school. So there's, I'll admit, when I'm at the coffee shop waiting in line and I'm, going through different apps. Some of them I'm like, I, for whatever reason, I don't want people to see that I'm using them because mm-hmm. I just don't want to feel that judgment. Mm-hmm. One of them is Facebook. I actually have nothing against Facebook. I love Facebook, but there's a stigma in, in San Francisco. Some people are like, Facebook's just not cool. And there's is something about like, right? yeah. Really? I mean, Wait, would, if someone saw you using Facebook, right, they'd be it's, like, you're old. I know, you're, you're not lame cool. It's, there's something, it's not really, I don't really care if they see I'm using Facebook, yeah. but there's something about it, subconscious, not subconsciously, I'm definitely conscious about it in that, oh, he's on Facebook. Oh, he's wasting his time. It's sort of like if you're on social media in general, oh, you're mm. just like wasting your time or not like doing something. Like, like you could make a case that you use Twitter for work. I do. Yeah. But it, people, Twitter's my job. Right. But people, it's harder to make that case for Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Because yeah. if you really did that, then you'd have some specialized app that was giving you all your ad stats, you yeah. know, because mm. that's, that's the work case, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. And there's just no excuse for using Reddit. Because that's clearly not <laughs> yeah. not productive. Well, Reddit, you, it, it look it, it's not as recognizable on mobile because it looks like maybe a feed or because like because we a, don't you know, have a mobile app. Well, well there have been there has been I mean you Alien know this. Alien Blue is a great one. Yeah, what was that one that came out recently? Narwhal. It's a great one too. Very good mascot on Narwhal. I I, I, I tweeted them just to let them know I approved of their mascot. Oh, <laughs> Notice it's even in my nice. style. Yeah, uh, and so that was that really helped me. They used VAG Rounded, which is of course the Reddit font. Yeah. All of this really helped me in my trademark lawsuit when I sued them for <laughs> infringement. I'm this just kid's only kidding. like sixteen I years old. I am just kidding. Of course even... not. No, I had I put the sticker on one of my laptops. No, I, oh, he has stickers. Uh, you know what? I finagled one. I, I got it. Oh, maybe it was a month or so ago. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, it's a good looking app. Yeah. Alien Blue. Good. Alien Blue is still my go-to. But um, who knows? One day maybe Reddit will. What's make the deal? It up. So Reddit has been around for how long now? Nine years. Nine years, and we just so don't know. Don't... If, we don't think mobile is going to be a thing. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> not convinced mobile is a thing yet. Yeah, but seriously, why why not have an official <clears throat> Reddit application? Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> um, if you guys Google uh, I Reddit on YouTube, I R E D D I T, um, you probably will find the demo video that I put together. Of, this one here? No, no, it's a YouTube clip. It's like it's like a, oh, okay. a generic walkthrough. It's okay. Basically, um, in like 2009, 2010, when I was getting close to the end of my tenure at Reddit, I was like... No, do one more. Oh, man. Like oh no, I, I together. Yeah. Like it's oh, like an iPhone. Like iPhone. My bad. Yeah, I was really overthinking that. There you go. I've, there, I read it. There's a crummy demo video there. Okay. This one here? I think that's... Should I play it? I don't know if that's my hand. Anyway, the, the thing I'm most proud of was the loading animation was the Reddit alien tapping its feet impatiently and checking its watch. <laughs> I was very proud of that. But basically... That's good. We were a very small team. At that point, it was probably five of us. And, you know, Reddit mm-hmm. kept growing, but we didn't really grow our team very much, and everyone was strapped. I, as the non-technical co-founder... Um, pushed for mobile development but at the end of the day you know if it's technical it's steve's domain mm-hmm. and we just didn't have any re- we didn't have anyone to build the ios app and so i ended up going to buddies of mine at 280 north yeah um, before they got acquired yeah. and i was like hey guys can we contract you to build an app for me and i've got like here's some basic mocks let's walk through it and they built a good app um the, Is this the actual was, video of the app that's a demo of the app yeah itself 
Um, I don't know if I made some... Did I make some weird... Oh my god. Did I make some kind of satirical... <laughs> this is a satirical <laughs> iPhone app. I kind of... Wow. This is I, gold. I don't even... This is I internet can't even gold. believe that I put this on the internet. Anyway, the point is... Uh, oh, it's a good. comic book guy, that's man. Good. I was really proud of that. I do a pretty good comic book guy, so I thought until so I heard it six years later. That's like a, a 3G too, isn't it? It's this is a different time, man. Yeah. The, the point is, um, I left to go do a Kiva volunteer gig in 2010. Steve left a little bit before that, and after that, the project died. Mm-hmm. And you know, Reddit went through so much. Like it's now spun off, and fortunately, gotten its footing again. And, you know, Yishan is our CEO now. I'm on the board. And uh, and it's a top priority now. But basically, Reddit's had just such a weird life cycle that, like, it never got a chance to develop a great iOS app. And then Alien Blue came along, which gave us even more reason to just focus on making, like, keeping the website growing and fast and scaling. Yeah. But uh, it's it's definitely overdue. Yeah. So it'll it, hopefully be on product on Monday. That would be awesome. Alien Blue, though, is... I don't know the whole backstory. I know of the app, and I know a lot of people use it, but is it just some community members started building yeah, it? Or? Yeah, it's a one-man team. He's a freelancer in Australia. Oh, mm. wow. So it's an Aussie uh, who, who built it, and uh, it was a side, it's a side project for him. He's got other yeah. clients and other work, and this was just a passion project that turned into, I think, a pretty profitable venture for him. But at the very so least... It's 99 cents. Very cool project. Um, there is a... Um, I should double check this. There's a pr- there's a free version. There's a paid version. Yeah. A bunch of extra cool stuff. I think that 99 cent apps are the key to happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Especially while I pour you some Glenmorangi Quinta Rubens. I should say this like uh, like Sean Connery. Glenmorangi Morange. I can't do it. Quinta Quinta <laughs> we'll Rubens Scotch out. whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Sorry guys. So here's my. Uh, uh, Here's my, my little speech about 99 cent apps. So not every app has to be a huge platform, right? It's like you're not playing the user game on all, all the things, you know? Some apps are just meant to be enjoyed for what they are and, uh, and why not charge for that, right? Like people, I, I buy 99 cent apps frequently. And it's just, it's such an easier way to get your money back versus trying to like incorporate ads or trying to build your community up or whatever it is. It's like, you know, you can get into the hamster wheel of growth Mm -hmm. or you can charge 99 cents and just bank. I mean, it just depends on what you're building on at the end of the day. So, I mean, if you need to build a business with millions and millions of people, it's going to be really hard to do that with a paid app, uh, at least in mobile. Yeah. At the same time, I completely agree with you. There There are opportunities to charge 99 cents and make $20,000 a month or whatever that is and live a happy life. And What 99 cents apps have you been buying though? Because I haven't been buying very many. I mean, for me, it's like all the sort of upgraded utility apps. So the better alarm clock, the better flashlight, the better, you know, uh, uh, the camera enhancing apps. Like the all Kim, of- Kim's? That's actually free. Yes. But- <laughs> yeah, right? So it's like, yeah. why, why are they not charging for this? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've seen different statistics. I used to work at Playhaven in the mobile gaming space, and you know, you'd get twenty times the number of downloads oh, versus easily. ninety-nine cent in free apps. Yeah, and that's just that's how the business goes. But in gaming, you can make that up in the app. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And I, as a general rule, and I mean, I know I'm the guy who went all over the country talking about learning to code and starting a startup. Mm-hmm. There is, I'm waiting for. 
I mean, 37 Signals does a little bit of this, but it's a little preachy. Like, I want Sexy to come back to, um, like, just the, I mean, we call it derisively the lifestyle business. Mm -hmm. But, like, there are plenty of people for whom that is amazing. Mm -hmm. who, who they're not even just not satisfied, but thrilled. They want to build a, a great company that's not going to be a billion-dollar company in f a few years. It's just going to make money, employ people, let them live a great lifestyle. And and I want that to be a part of it. I know startups get all the attention because obviously it's, you know, it's a pretty unique and fortunate situation to be able to create so much value so quickly and mm -hmm. so much wealth, frankly. But uh, I hope, I mean, right, if, if Product Hunt ends up succeeding, and hit scale. Like I hope this becomes a launching pad not just for startups, but for like the cool 99 cent app that helps a, a, a fledgling company in who knows where just get started. Yeah, or just some dude's weekend hack, at least right. get enough validation or, or feedback Dude, just some to pizza take money? the next step. Some yeah. beer money? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Most businesses in America and in the world really are, are not VC funded, obviously. No. Um, but we, all of our attention is on that. My dad has been starting companies like brick and mortar businesses since he was like in his 20s. Anything from a video game store to now like waste management. And he doesn't even, uh, dad's probably listening, but I'm um, embarrassing hey, dad. Mr. Uber. Hey dad. Um, he, he didn't even know what like VC was until like six months ago when I was telling him about oh, yeah. it. No, I, I mean, my, my folks, <laughs> my dad, <laughs> this was awkward when I told him about Hitmonk. Uh, my dad's been a travel agent for the last... 25 years sorry dad mm -hmm. 30 years a while and he started his own agency when I was in high school at the same time the dot-com boom was happening and Travelocity and everyone else was drinking his milkshake yeah and the thing that I always respected and the thing that I always hammered the Hollywood people with during Sopa Pippa was like my dad could have very easily come home from work those nights and said you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lobby Washington we're gonna get laws passed they're gonna make online travel agencies illegal. We're gonna save this industry through legislation, but he never did that. No, mm -hmm. he adapted his business. And yes, lots of travel agents went out of business, but that's that's, that's part of innovation. Mm -hmm. and, and I wish Hollywood hadn't spent the 20th century just trying to change the rules of the game and instead adapting their business. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I like we get so caught up in the the highlight reels of these startup success stories, but there's still there's so many others that never get the attention because it's not a good headline. Uh, that yeah. are people making real money, making things people want. And I don't know, maybe this is, have you, we've talked about this a little bit, but like, are you comfortable talking about the future of product hunt? Where is this going to go, man? I've been wondering <laughs> the wanna, same thing. You and clearly, I, yeah. You've checked the box of make something people want. Like that's, that's totally there. And it yeah. clearly works for this particular community, right? Mm -hmm. Not everyone, like, you know, our dads are probably not that interested in kind. Well, maybe. Who knows? I, my my younger my sister might be. My mom's been on in a little bit. She actually, I forwarded on, what was it called? Paint something. It was an augmented reality iPad app. You take it up, you take it Whoa. in your home, you click on your wall, and it changes the color so you can see what it would look like Whoa. if you painted your walls. Whoa. Very cool. Okay, yeah. I take that back, right? So your parents cool are way cooler there. than mine. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, dad. My but mom like, also loves Tap Talk, by the way. She's, anyway, go ahead. But there is, <laughs> just rubbing in how much cooler your parents I know. are. She's yeah. pretty rad. The, there is this, I, 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 there is undeniably something here that people want. And if yeah. it works for this community, for this type of thing, why not for so many other avenues? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm expecting shameless Etsy plug. Like, like <laughs> there are so many communities of people who'd be interested in showing some cool new thing that has been made. I mean, I told you about the carpenter in Kentucky who repurposes these these crates yeah. and then sells them to hipsters like me in Brooklyn at an inflated price. So I have a cool bookshelf. Like... There, where, where is the where's the product hunt for like 
cool handmade stuff. Yeah. There's the product yeah. hunt for fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I have not talked much about it publicly. And oh, part boy. of that's intentional. <laughs> uh, Breaking new ground. Yeah. yeah. And, and part of that's intentional. But, you know, so right now product hunt is seated with early adopters, techie folks, a lot of investors, a lot of founders, a lot of startup people. And that's really what we're focusing on for the short term. But you're absolutely right. There's uh, emerging circles of communities already forming on product hunt around certain genres or certain categories of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people get super, super excited about quantified self or music or other categories of, you know, art, um, mm-hmm. developer tools. So you can imagine that there there may be other categories or other communities that could form outside of product hunt longer term. I mean, I was at a barbecue over July 4th and Where were you? I was in Pennsylvania and they had a big green egg. I don't know if you guys know what this is, but no, like no. I lived oh, in, the barbecue thing? Yeah, yeah, so I lived in Texas for a while and uh, the big green egg is this humongous, it's gotta be like 500 or a thousand pounds. It's a ceramic charcoal barbecue. It's top, top, top of the line, like amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see these um, like F-150s with the big green egg on the back, like that's just <laughs> oh, iconic yeah. modern Texas, you know? And so these people had a big green egg, right? And so I obviously I live in New York City, so I don't barbecue that much anymore, mm-hmm. but you know, we decided we were gonna make slow cooked ribs on the egg. And so I started sort of poking around some of the barbecue communities. <laughs> and I mean, it's just the intensity. And this is something I think that actually all three of us have seen is like the intensity of of niche communities is just it it's it's like the the demand is is unending, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they just have such a need, a thirst for uh, uh, for content and information, and, and it, it just gets so, so, so intense. Yeah. Well, you, and start, you see that here. I mean, if they're putting this on their F-150s, they're identifying and branding themselves with the green egg, and that's what people do in Reddit. You know, people become a part of these communities, like we were talking about Gamer uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with a Y, a y. <laughs> yes. which is a gay gamer community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not familiar with it, but I'm sure that people identify themselves with that community. They start building relationships inside of that among this this type of niche or this community mm-hmm. and people do that around products all the time oh yeah well Etsy you know, is the totally. same way yeah you know absolutely. where people i mean people who are what's Etsy sellers the weirdest, what's the coolest weirdest like community you discovered on etsy spells definitely no. definitely Stop go it. to etsy and type in spells Stop. like like witchcraft like spells? harry potter that's wizardry okay not yeah. witchcraft come on they're wizards um yeah so <laughs> there is there are quite a lot of spells on etsy Wait, so is it a category on Etsy spells or what? no? It's not. A, it's no. It. It's not a category. Do you, but do you get a scroll in the mail with like? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it depends, right? It's so here's two uh, twenty thousand eight hundred and seventeen search results for wow. spells on Etsy. Uh, Obviously, the most amazing. popular is love spells. Mm. Um, That's but how then, I got Sabria. My girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, love spells. Yeah, She's not amused. Okay. Anyway, oh, interesting. <laughs> so. You know, a lot of these, like, make them fall in love with me, like, get, bring my ex back, like, here's a weight loss spell. Um, Whoa. This is trippy. This guy looks scary. What is this? Voodoo spell? Yeah, and they're all, if for some reason, in the $8 range. That seems to be the sweet spot price point. Spe- look at the review. Can we read a review from this <laughs> curse? 187 reviews. Thank you very much. Good information. Really, wow. Like this service will purchase more in the future. 
<laughs> it's been a month and no movement or manifestations. Hmm. Wow. That, wow. I, I, I am without speech. That yep. is, that is, I never would have guessed. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's I know what my new side hustle is going to be. Mm-hmm. See, see, so we have an opportunity here. It looks like we may be able to create a spell hunt. Spell there hunt. might be <laughs> enough demand. Let me, I, I just think, so you have to, so go back in time, man. Because I'll be very clear, Steve and I did not see this coming. It's really easy for founders to be like, yeah, we totally saw it coming. Half a million communities, like, yeah, no. No, I remember you told me when subreddits launched, you yeah. were like stressed out and you were like, no one's going to use totally this. Totally wigged out. Cause there was Remind just me, one... what, what the life cycle, what went in, in Reddit's history was sub- so it were subreddits? We before. launched in late June of 2005. First okay. YC startup, little YC history. Because Paul mm-hmm. was like, <laughs> he sent us an email that was like, you and Steve haven't launched yet. It's either because you're waiting too long for it to be perfect or you're incompetent. <laughs> classic Paul and we, we opted for the former we're like it must be because we're waiting too long so we launched yeah. uh, within about a, a month or so Joel Spolsky had said you know what he came to one of the dinners and he was like you know what I would love it if I could just have a, a reddit of my own so I could send all these people who send me links who are like Joel check this link out or they use our janky forum software I could just send them to joel.reddit.com mm. so I made him a little custom snoo like Joel reddit alien we created joel.reddit and it was clear, all right, this is how we're going to grow. Does this we're going to exist. Check. Is it joel.reddit.com? J-O-E-L.reddit or reddit.com slash r slash joel. Back then, we were using subdomains, which is why they're called subreddits, which I still regret uh, to this day because it makes people, yeah, there's a yeah, little snoo I made is. of Joel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who's moderating it anymore. It's been... This is pretty you know, active, still, though. There's a little, yeah, a month, eight days ago. I mean, okay, so we, we got into a big fight because I wanted tags, and, and that was how I thought we would grow a lot faster. Because, mm-hmm. right, someone could submit a link about, um, let's say, uh, the World Cup. And someone could submit that link about the Germany-Brazil blowout. And they could tag it, World Cup, soccer, Germany, Brazil. But Steve, very wisely, was like, and I don't think he actually thought this far in advance. But he was just like, no, you're wrong. That's stupid. And I was like, all right, all right, well, tell me why. He's like, because what's going to make this amazing is when there's a discussion thread about that link and the Germany community is having one discussion and the Brazil community is having another discussion and the mm-hmm. sports community is having another discussion. And, and I'm like, but dude, this is going to take forever. Like we could, you could, you could submit one link and automatically have four sections for that example. But now mm-hmm. you're talking about submitting like someone, four different people would probably have to submit that link to four different communities. There'd have to be a critical mass of people in each community. Dude. And remember it's Oh five. So there's no Twitter, there's no, I mean, we're, yeah, we're growing, so but we don't have, TechCrunch didn't write about us until the day we got acquired. So like we were just on our own and, and it was growing, but he was, he, he insisted. And we'd made the agreement from jump that if it was a non-technical thing that we fought about, I would get final say. And if it was technical, he would get final say. And because, well, it was technical, I relented and I'm grateful for mm. it because that is why we are still around. Um, the, the problem with just one front page, the problem with just one community is, here's my prop, is oh. that you end up in a situation, I ordered this, a back order. No so way. So I have a reminder of how fleeting, this is a reminder to me of how fleeting like success is on the internet. Yeah. Because if you're just building one community, if you're just building one front page, you're always going to have a ceiling. Because at yeah. some point you're going to run out of people who are going to be interested in that thing. Mm-hmm. And Steve saw before anyone else that the way to win was as a platform for these communities. And so that's why I'm looking at you and I'm like, yeah. dude, you've got, you're checking all the boxes. You've cl- like, everything is looking good. Think, think, I know you are, but, but definitely be thinking those steps ahead yeah. because if it works for this, it can work so many other places. Yeah. Like I want yeah. spell hunt. 
is yeah. really what I'm getting. I, at. I would visit Spellhunt. I'd oh, be yeah. curious. Oh, yeah. We were having this exact, not exact, but we were having a related conversation uh, two days ago when Electric Objects launched. So we had this conversation mm-hmm. on on Product Hunt, and Arrington oh. was jumping in, and he suggested, wouldn't it be kind of cool if you know you can see the most popular or sort of like the same piece of art across the entire community of Electric Objects, which is actually mm-hmm. really interesting because that starts creating a conversation. If you see the same piece of art that I see the same day, it's like, oh, did you see that kind of cool hmm. thing? You know, that's that's uh, a way to inspire really conversations. I was really conflicted about that comment, actually. Oh, oh you so, read it? Okay, so just for background, so Electric Objects, um, this guy, yeah. Jake Levine in New York, he basically created this frame, um, and it's a very, very simple screen, and then there's an iPhone app that you can add art to the screen. Hmm. And so you can right swap it out whenever you want. You can it could be animated GIFs. Thing. It can be yeah nice. whatever Anything. and so i remember he came to me like a year ago with this idea and so it's like to see it now is so cool right mm-hmm. and i was like but art is so personal that like do i really want to see something that has been chosen i don't know mm-hmm. um i guess it's one of those things where you have to wait until you get it and maybe you get yeah. some sort of like daily daily dose i feel like it's it's like sort that. of art for non artists or yeah. artsy people if that makes sense so i i was emailing him when he announced it or was teasing it in a blog post and like hey can i get in your beta i really want to try it out and then he gave me a link to the prototype which is like 200 dollars. it was a monitor a raspberry pi and some cables and i'm like uh 200 is kind of a lot for this thing that's like really janky and he's like you know it's for the internet it's like not for artists like i i'm not an art artsy type person but he, he sold me he's like it's kind of just you know for internet people and I'm like okay I, I can see it <laughs> so I started nodding and, and you know his sales worked on me and so I, I've been using the prototype and it's it's not quite there that's why I'm really excited about the actual final product mm-hmm. but I do think it's interesting to think about how can you inspire conversation through art and also spread it beyond the art crowd because I'm never going to go mm. to a museum like outside of maybe a date or something or get dragged to one. So frankly. I actually gave an Ignite talk on this topic really? about how there's a conflict between art and tech. Mm. Um, and there's this long New York Times article from last year that you should read called Does Anyone Here Speak Art and Tech? And it's about how um, all of these art dealers are, are starting to circle around the tech community because they see money. And yeah. so they're like, oh, all these people are going to want to buy art. But there's this whole sort of chasm of thinking because, uh, you know, people who work in tech, you have this appreciation for, for transparency and meritocracy and you want to just be able to look something up and know all the information. Whereas like, that's not how the art world functions at all. And so there's just this constant like budding of heads. Hmm. Um, like I remember, you know, I bought, uh, I was always really into just like buying stuff on the internet, even when people were like, you can't put your credit card in the internet. (laughs) Don't use your real name. That's what my parents told me. Yeah. So Mm. I bought this print in 2003 from like some random gallery that I found in the UK. Right. So it's not only sketchy, but it was international. Right. (laughs) And so this print shows up and it is, it's a signed Banksy print. What? Yeah. Mm. And so that was in 03. And, you know, obviously since then, right. He like, got huge and he blew up. And I remember in 2008, right before I went to grad school, I was like, I need to sell this because this is my lotto ticket. And Mm -hmm. like, this is gonna, it's gonna change, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember I called up like, you know, gallery houses and and auction places and appraisers. And it's just, everyone was just like, This What year was this? This is 08. But today, wait, what happened to it? I still have it. I mean, I, wow. I know, I mean, Artsy's done a lot to try to bridge those two worlds. But uh, I can't even imagine 
I can't even imagine people like. I guess I can't. No, I can't imagine people sneering at you. Oh yeah, well, because I don't know what to say, right? And it's like I don't know. Is she trolling us? Like I don't mm. know the language. I don't know who to call. I don't have like a friend of a friend. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just I would just email like the info at. Wait, is you it know? The, is it the one of the little girl holding the bomb? Yeah. So that's my. Whoa. Yeah. So that's yeah. my Twitter icon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. I have that on a shirt too. <laughs> yep. Um, man, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's you, you, you learn this after a while where there's, you know, there's such a, I think that the way that sort of people who are internet-y or people who are techie think about things that's mm-hmm. just sometimes totally inconsistent. Yeah. From. So from should the, I get, are you going to, did you pre-order a digital object? I'm going to. You're going I to. I, I'm feeling like I want to. Yeah. All right. You should. And we can at least hack it, right? Even if we don't want their feed, we can, I mean. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the final product looks like. I'm There'll not sure be how a way. It is. Yeah, There'll it's be gonna way. be awesome. Yeah. Also, you should get this perfect body plastic surgery black magic spell, which is forty nine dollars, by the way. What? Over a thousand reviews. Yeah. Wait, and it what? has five stars. How is that possible? <laughs> All right. Well, this is fun. I didn't know we'd be talking <laughs> about spells. Spells. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't know it only costed forty nine dollars to look amazing. Um, You'll end up looking exactly like her. Add cart, yeah. <laughs> I should add this to the show notes for everyone that, that wants to look amazing. Uh, anything you guys want to mention? Um, just that I really enjoyed the... What did I just drink? Oh, man. The oh, the scotch whiskey. <laughs> the one that I'm not going to try pro- pronouncing again. There's still the Swiss and the Irish, so I guess we'll just have to say that for the after notes yeah. of the show. Yeah, special thanks to Flaviar yes. for the delicious whiskey. And also, I was, I'm really psyched to, uh, to be here because I'm a huge Product Hunt fan. Yay. And, uh, I'll yeah. pay you after the show for saying that. Yeah, so. thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love, Grand Street is something I've been subscribed to for a while now. And it's always, you always find interesting eclectic things you would never find elsewhere. Dude, so, it's fun. A, we need to hunt for it. Yes. And I, I still <laughs> need to buy that, that darn question mark block. Yeah. Yeah, I want one. Yes. <laughs> All right. See ya. Oh, wait. Hold on one more thing. One more? Gosh, while I have everyone's attention. Hey, guys, we've only got a few days left to let the FCC know that you believe in net neutrality. So you should re- leave a comment. Watch John Oliver's video, if I haven't convinced you in the last 10 seconds, and see why it's really important we preserve net neutrality. What, what URL should, they, should we point them to? Oh, man. FCC.gov slash, I think it's comments. If you just go, okay. use the Googles or DuckDuckGo and FCC public comments, you'll find it. There's over 100,000 already. Uh, but leave a comment or give them a call if you want to talk to another human. Dude, calling Congress people is they eat it up. Yeah, it's, it's the, the best. best. Pretty and sure the, they're the likes helping it. you do the that. The FCC right? likes it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just be polite, be friendly, explain Title II reclassification of broadband. You can Google it. Don't take my word for it. But seriously, it's what we need because the ISPs suck. And we cannot let them ruin the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you love Comcast? Yeah. Because if you don't make a phone call... Mm -hmm. They're going to be running it. Yep. You know? (laughs) Not cool. Not cool. We need need great ideas that bubble up on Product Hunt to win because they are great, not because they cut some deal with one of like four ISPs for priority access to the fast lane. You know, I, was, I wasn't going to announce it, but we're actually partnering with Comcast on Product Hunt. Um, Excellent. That's that great. Right? Yeah, that awesome. is great. Yeah. You get fast lane access, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, and actually, wait. I'm sorry. One more. Just, I'm piling it on. It's PPS. Because, because we have an Etsy representative, I should also mention Etsy made an amazing public statement yep. just yesterday to the yep. FCC about how important it is 
So like, seriously, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's already left a comment. And if you haven't yet, or your company hasn't yet, please do it, because we need this. Yes. All right, you there heard it. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm gonna go play with my cat now. All right. Cool. Bye. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Toodles. See you.